I cannot tell you or express in words how honored I am to be a part of the mission of NBC, uh, that God would use me and you to help prepare men and women for ministry um, in places that you and I will never be able to go in uh, situations that you and I cannot even imagine. Uh, the fact that he chooses you and I to participate in that process is just a uh, mind-boggling thing to me. And uh, so I, I am honored to be with you today and to be a co-laborer with you in what God is doing to uh, reconcile this world to him. And it is just uh, a real honor. Today, I would like to direct our attention to uh, Matthew chapter 13. Uh, and I'm going to read a few verses from Matthew 13 in the NIV, uh, and I'm going to skip through to kind of get the overview of this chapter and then uh, have some devotional uh, thoughts. This is not by any means a exegetical paper or a uh, lecture on this chapter, uh, but just some insights from my devotion time that perhaps will be of help to you. I pray that it will be. So Matthew chapter 13 begins, that same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables saying, and then let's skip to verse 10. The disciples came to him and asked, why do you speak to the people in parables? And he replied, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. These kinds of things boggle my mind that uh, uh, some of the answers and questions that Jesus asked. So let's skip down to verse 35. Jesus spoke all of these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Then he left the crowd and went into the house. His disciples came to him and said, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. And then skipping to verse 51, after Jesus had explained this to the disciples, he says to them, ask them this question, have you understood all these things, Jesus asked? Yes, they replied. Uh, verse 53, when Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't he the carpenter's son? And then in verse 58, he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Um most of you know that in my role, I 
travel to interesting places. Um, as I travel, I enjoy watching people. Uh, generally, adults, when they are out in public, they kind of put on what I call their game face. And uh, they act in ways that are acceptable in their culture. Even when they're doing things for the very first time or they're terrified um, that they might repeat a uh, disastrous experience, they are there with their game face on. It's interesting in airplanes uh, how much uh, their feelings wind up being expressed on their face and the stress of the first time flyers and, and uh, the folks that have been doing this forever and so on and so forth. Uh, as, I, as I watch those people, I enjoy trying to think about their stories and think about where they just came from and where they're going. And in my uh, mind, uh, and in my observation, I kind of classify them in three categories. Uh, you have, first of all, you have the prisoners. They're those people that are there and they don't really have a choice. Uh, they don't want to be on that airplane, but they're there because they have a someplace they have to be. They've just had a death in the family. They're, they have to get there quickly. There's no way to do it other than through this process. And then there, there are the vacationers that are just kind of uh, enjoying themselves. They're fancy free. They don't have a, uh, much of a care. And then you have those folks who are explorers, that everything is interesting. They're trying to figure out what what are the stewardess saying about how this works or that works and where are the plugins and how does it, you know and all of the questions the other the other day I got upgraded um, because I traveled that much and I was sitting in one C watching each person as they came down and into the plane and finding their seats. And as I was sitting there, a uh, mother came on board. Of course, she had her mask on and it was kind of sagging and she was trying to get it up. And she had a little, uh, I'm guessing maybe a four month old in her arms. And she was trying to drag the luggage behind her. And in front of her was a little two year old um, and then behind her was uh, maybe a five-year-old. And if you can catch the picture of this drama that was developing in front of me as I'm looking through the door of them coming down the uh, gangplank and into the plane. And as I'm sitting there, I uh, hear this tiny little voice. It says... Uh, I don't like it. And in a minute it was, I don't like it. And the next, as he got close to me, he's like, I don't like it. 
is this little two-year-old that was in front of this lady and uh, he had been exploring and he's out in front and he hits this plane and he steps on and suddenly he doesn't like it. About that time he bolted. He jumped past his mother with her luggage and ran back up the ramp onto the plane and somebody had to go unceremoniously grab him by the collar and pick him up and bring him back to his mother. And as he was going back down the aisle of the plane, he was saying, I don't like it. And as they were strapping him in the seat in the back of the plane, I could still hear him saying, I don't like it. Keep that picture in your mind for just a minute. Uh, this passage in Matthew 13 is really interesting to me. And as you would guess, I look at this through the lens of leadership. Surprise, surprise, right? And uh, there are three crowds here. One is Jesus is on the beach. And, and all these people are coming and gathering. And so leadership for me is about uh, what kind of environment has been set and what kinds of questions or inquiry is happening and what kind of example is being set. I wish this morning we could talk about that crowd and answer those questions from Christ's perspective as he was there. But we don't have time for that this morning, so that picture is there. And then we move indoors, and it's just the disciples. And Jesus is talking to them and explaining the parables, and, and uh, he asks them a question. Uh, do, do you understand all of these things? And their answer is, yes. And he doesn't even flinch at that. He doesn't respond to that. And I'm, my mind's exploding at that point, you know, all of these parables. And yes, of course, I understand this stuff, right? Uh, not that you haven't heard that in a class somewhere, right, Jim Russell? Uh, yeah, of course, I got this. Uh, anyway, uh, and then the next scene, of course, is he leaves all that behind. And he goes to his hometown and he's with his own relatives and people that he has grown up with. And uh, we kind of then come to the summation of what this passage is about. As it says, he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. Leadership, of course, starts in leading ourselves. And so I often am asking these questions of myself. What kind of environment am I creating for my own development? Uh, what kind of questions am I asking myself? And am I setting a good example in my head with the mental questions and thoughts and the ways that I go about my head, about my life. You may have seen a little of that that came out in the uh, Holiness Today this month with my forward on how I am currently trying to manage myself and my relationship with God through something I call Utah. We don't have time to go into that today. But 
my thought for today with regard to this passage takes me back to the view of that little explorer, the, the little two-year-old. I don't like it. Um, and I see myself in him uh, as I think about that picture. You know, he's coming down that uh, gangplank, anxious to be on the plane. He's leading the charge. He's out in front. And suddenly things start changing in his world that he doesn't understand. And the walls are closing in and he's in this plane and I don't like it. And the next thing we know, he's trying to run away and somebody in his support group has got to grab him and pull him back and, and keep him on task, right? And all along he's saying, I don't like it, but he trusts his mother enough to be a part of that process. And I, I find myself these days very much in that position. I've spent uh, 49 years working. Most of that as an engineer where there was an equation that A plus B equals C. And if you do this and that, here are the results. And I think this last 13 years uh, working for, at NBC and for uh, our president and uh, God has been uh, talking to me about where is our, where's your trust? Do you have any faith? Um, and our president has been talking the last five or six years to me on a regular basis about uh, the God factor. And some of us on the, on the cabinet have hear that on a regular basis, you know? Okay, A plus B is C, but that does not include the God factor. The equation is somehow different than that. And so faith, uh, as we look at this, and he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. I have to ask myself in my life, okay, David, where are the miracles? Uh, is it because of God's timing? Is it because of your lack of faith? Uh, well, what is faith? Well, it's that absolute confidence and trust that God knows what he's doing. He's got me. He's got today. He's got tomorrow. And I find myself in that moment wanting to be an explorer. Uh, but often being a prisoner and uh, sometimes in my better moments, I can relax and vacation and say, God's got this. And uh, he's, and this week I was reminded, uh, Susan just told you about this uh, commissioner thing that God just put in my lap. Another day I was upgraded to first class and I'm sitting next to this gentleman who is the head uh, auditor for the commissioning of business schools all around the globe. And uh, God putting, put us together and, uh, you know, this new adventure that I'm starting out on, I have no idea what it is. Am I, 
but in that moment and in this day and in what's happening, I get to choose um, whether I'm going to act as if I am a prisoner, a vacationer, or an explorer. And I, my challenge to you today is which of those three are you? It probably varies from moment to moment, day to day, week to week. Some mornings you get up and yeah, you're a prisoner. You have to go to work and pay the bills, right? Some days you get up and you're excited about what might be in store and you know God went before you and you know this is a God thing and, and you're excited to explore and other days you're just absolutely spent. You've given 110%. You've done your absolute best and the results aren't there. And you just have to say, okay, God, you got this. Um, so we, we wind up finding ourselves in all three of those categories. Part of my challenge in my own personal life is, okay, Dave, you're gonna wind up in all three of those categories but where are you going to live? You know, where is going to be, uh, where do you spend the majority of your time? And I, I think there have been seasons in my life where I lived in the pr prisoner category, where it was, okay, these are the rules. Here are the Ten Commandments. You got to follow. You got to check off the list. You got to do this. You got to do that. You got to do something else. I think in my later life here and in these days, I'm, I'm learning slowly. I'm not a quick learner, obviously, but I am learning slowly that uh, there's more to life than performance. There's more to life than uh, work. There is uh, something called uh, the God factor, and all of us need to trust him. I had a mentor years ago that used to say to me, David, when you're obedient to the spirit, you are always doing better than you know. So my challenge to you today is, uh, are you a prisoner, a vacationer, or an explorer? And whatever your mindset, whatever you're doing today, if you're obedient to God, you're always doing better than you know. So... Uh, leave those results in his hands and let's uh, do our mission together and support one another. There will be days when uh, Shirley Cato's got to go grab me by the uh, nap of the neck or Jim Russom or Dwayne Mathias has got to put me in line and help me understand there are days when Gary Haynes has to call and encourage me and, and uh, you, you know we help one another, we are better together, and this is an awesome mission that we have. God bless you along the journey as you uh, prioritize and you uh, do your best to do what he's called you to do and remember the God factor. Mm -hmm.